Thank you for choosing to listen to this episode of Kansas City Food Memories, our 27th. My guest today is Pete Enoch. We'll share stories about wide-ranging as Mike Murphy, Patty Hurst, Ruby Soul Food, and Boots and Coats. Do not forget this is a taped presentation of a live show, so do not call in or text in when prompted. Sit back and enjoy. Thank you. This is Robert Dunsing, and thank you for tuning in today to Kansas City Food Memories. We are live every Saturday at 10 a.m. to take a stroll down memory lane and talk about the good old days. We share stories about our favorite restaurants, food, people, and places from the 1970s, 80s, and 90s. This show is possible because of your support of Best Regards Bakery and Cafe. My wife, Sherry, and I love Kansas City so much and view this show as an extension of our bakery and restaurant. This is pretty much who we are. I decided to call this Kansas City Food Memories back um, before I started the show um, late last year, as food is what binds us all together as a wonderful community. But this, remember that this show is more than just about food, though. It's also about the people and places that help to define who Kansas City is. If you've not yet done so, today would be a good time, this would be the right time, to put this phone number into your phone. The phone number for the studio is 913-586-7798. I read that fast just for Toby Tobin, so he's listening in the car. The phone number and text line is the same. It's 913-586-7798. Plug that into your phone under KMBZ so that you'll be able to call in or text time anytime you want. So we'll be able to do that. So my guest today is, gosh, it's, um, I have to tell you, it's, I was having a conversation with a customer at the bakery talking about, um, the show and we start talking about Mike Murphy and all of a sudden she goes, well, Hey, my dad is kind of famous from back then and used to go out and party with Mike Murphy. I go, well, what's your dad's name? And and she said, Pete Enoch. And I got to tell you, Pete Enoch, Peter Yates Enoch is a name that goes back for me and I'm thrilled to have him in studio. Pete, good morning. Good morning, Robert. I'm thrilled to be here. I need to hit the Oh, oh, there I'm you go. Sorry. You're on. No, you're okay. on now. Uh, you think after 50 <laughs> years. Uh, anyway, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here because my lovely, lovely stepdaughter, Stephanie Blaine, told me that this is by far the best show on radio. So oh. I got I to gotta come down and do it. And, of course, I got to say Stump the Chumps is maybe a little edge, but the thing is... Uh, <laughs> I, I would put Stump the Chumps ahead of me on uh, that. I'm okay I, with that. I don't know because I, I think what you're doing is a tremendous... Well, it reminds me a lot of the old Murphy... Bill Grigsby. Oh, yeah. Those days. You know, I mean, you can't pay me any higher compliment than that. Well, you're, I mean, doing, what they, you're doing what they would be doing. My, I, so. wish, I wish Mike Murphy were still around. I, I think he would do this show. Oh, he, I know he was minute. an introvert. He didn't yeah. like publicity, but no. he absolutely loved Kansas City. Well, he and his wife, his lovely wife, they passed yeah. away. I know this is a cliche, but they, they passed away far, far too early because yeah. he had just wrapped up his career his wife, Kathy, was one of the most wonderful people yeah. in the world. They passed, and then Walt Coffey left us, yeah. and Bill Grigsby left us, and man, I was left without any friends, almost. Yeah, you know, I'm, the, the only regret I have about my show is not doing this earlier, because I would have loved to have both those guys on my show. Lamar Hunt, oh, I would you'd have loved have, to have. You, all those guys would have loved this I show. I mean, there's, there's uh, Lynn Dawson. You couldn't have stopped Grigsby. No. I mean, you just say... I'm going out the. I'm leaving. Yeah. You take over, and that would be fine. Yeah. Because one time, I'll make this real quick, but one time Bill and I went down. He was giving a, a speech, which people find odd, but he was giving a speech, and it was at Crown Center someplace. We went in there, and we couldn't find the place where he was speaking. So 
what we did, I, I said, Bill, I'm going to step in this room right here. There's a bunch of people. I don't know what they're doing, but you and you step in here. I'm going down and find out where you're speaking. Well, I, I went down the hall there. I found out later where he was. I came back to get him, and of all things, he's up giving a speech. He didn't know these people. <laughs> he's up talking to them, yeah. and, and like he knew them his entire life. So he's shy like you are then. Uh, well, <laughs> Bill, had, <laughs> Bill had me going pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I, I think your, your uh, concept here is fantastic, well, and, I, and I love it. I, cause I, when I heard about it, when my lovely daughter said that, uh, you know, I said, man, that sounds good. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a lot of fun, and it's um, we're going to go down some uh, – rabbit holes on today's mm-hmm. show. We're going to get easily distracted. There's a couple of things I want to get clear that so people kind of connect the dots. Because mm-hmm. my show is, what's really been interesting about this is how many dots we're able to connect and how many of my guests know each other and cross paths. Right. Because Kansas City is just small enough to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what generates the energy and the camaraderie we have in this town. Right. But so you did the first if not the first, one of the first sports local sports talk radios. That'd be correct. Shows. Yes, and, uh, WDAF. Yeah, and what year was that, 19? That was 74. 74. With uh, a guy named Dick Carlson, who was the voice of the Chiefs at the time. Okay. And he was from Denver, and I knew him out there, so he just asked me to fill in, which I heard some tapes the other day, and he probably wishes <laughs> he wouldn't have. But anyway, it was myself and he uh, down there, and we were on from 9 to 10 at night, which is not the best time for Sports Talk mm-hmm. Radio, but it was one of the first. And then we were followed by a gentleman, you probably remember, David Lawrence, mm-hmm. who oh, uh, yeah. was a dear friend of mine and another man that passed way too early. And David was the golden beacon, and he was a good guy. Well, he was a factor in this business for many, many yeah. years. So that was, my, that was my first show in 74 there, and uh, – I'll be honest with you, it stunk. Yeah. yeah it was well, aren't you glad they didn't have podcasts where everything was saved on podcasts? Because then well, it's out there I forever. I saved my shows, and that was bad enough. Yeah, I mean, but I nobody should. else is listening to those. No, no, and nor should they. Yeah, I went back and listened to my first um, first episode uh-huh. a couple weeks ago, and it's like I had to turn it off. I oh, it's, it. it's just dreadful, oh, yeah. isn't it, when you're first on? But, you know, fortunately, I mean, the listeners are patient with you. No, you sound good they, now. They, you they, sound fine. They look and hear what they, what they think you can become. Uh-huh. You know, they're they're like the optimistic parents. Well, you're at a great place here. This uh, I, I this is another place I worked many years ago uh, when they were at a different location. Mm-hmm. But this is a, a great a great company here and a great a great station and a great building. Yeah, was that back when it was Intercom or even yes, before Intercom? That? Intercom. Out of, okay. and it was out of Deseret in yeah. uh, in Utah. Yeah, Walt Lockman was the general manager, and uh, it, it was just it was just a. It was a wonderful place, and Murphy was there, Kurt Murs. Okay. Well, we'll there. come back to Mike Murphy. So I want to connect another dot dot over here. So what's your connection with, uh, this is going to take people back, Bob Geigel, Bob Brown, and Rufus T. Jones? Well, of course, they were idols in the in the wrestling oh, yeah. circuit here in town, and Bob was a – my uncle knew Bob well because Bob was a University of Iowa football player, as okay. my uncle was. So all three of those guys were great, great – human beings and they all worked at the woodlands right and everybody and you talk about people that were i mean those guys when they went out in the crowd and of course they wore their uniforms and everything but people just hounded them for autographs tell them tell me about this and tell me about that that was you know that i grew up in wichita kansas Mm -hmm. so i grew up um so it's really 60s or 70s -hmm. you know and we had all-star wrestling on tv back then and i i had no idea what but they would which was part of the circuit Mm -hmm. And so I love seeing them, but then when we went out to the woodlands, I 
that was just so much fun out there. Oh, oh the woodlands. I, was, I miss it so much. You yeah. know, it was a perfect time. I, you know, the concept of the woodlands uh-huh. wouldn't work today. No, it, was, it wouldn't, it was, and obviously didn't work then either. For I mean, you know, it finally caught up with them. But the woodlands and the folks that worked there were just tremendous people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I treasure that. I treasure that job, and I always will for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. I, I loved it out there. And then uh, you worked Susan on- Longmire and, and Bruce uh, and, and the whole bunch out there were tremendous. Yeah, and then Randy Birch created that oh, iconic call. <laughs> you talk about a legend. Yeah. There it is. And, boy, I'm sure glad he did that because I was a half an hour away. I was in charge of finding the talent to do that. I hadn't found anybody, and they said, well, you're doing it, and pointed at me. <laughs> and I had about a half an hour to go before we opened up the track, and, and Birch somehow called. And then Birch became merely the finest track announcer in the United States, period. Nobody even – people flew in, Robert. From, they, they flew in from other parts of the country just to get in that booth and hear him talk. Hear him oh, I, I, no doubt. Race. I mean, even back then, you know, um, uh, Blendway. I mean, oh, you can yeah. list, list probably the top five dogs on there, mm-hmm. and they had the highest grossing day of any track in yeah. the country. Yeah. Well, that was our wallet day. We had – they were lined up uh, outside in their cars from – Oh, I mean, it went into clear into Kansas City, Kansas. Oh, and yeah. Everything. So we had a great bunch there. And, and uh, yes, it was. And the place was wonderful. The, the restaurant was fantastic. Uh, I will say most of the workers, except for me, were really good. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, I, I just I thoroughly it was a no, wonderful it, experience. It, it, it was a, it was a great crew. Yes, it was. All right. So yes. the third dot I want to connect and I got to give proper props to Soren Petro. Oh, you guys have a segment on the show yeah. or he has a segment on the show. It's called Stump the Chumps. Uh-huh. I am not a tri- sports trivia guy, you know, but I would still listen to you guys do your segment. And it's um, for people that haven't heard, you know, some caller would call in with some s- extremely obscure trivia, sports trivia question. And the three of you um, would put, figure it out. But what I loved about you, Pete, is that you didn't just blurt out the answer. So they'd say, you know, they'd ask you some question like who was the only other person to be in the top three for the Heisman from KU? And you wouldn't just blurt out a name. You say, well, this guy actually went on to become a doctor and inventor and invented the stethoscope. Then you, but, I mean, you always had a good story with that. Well, it, I'll tell you one thing. The, the three guys, at uh, Seren, Curtis Seabold, and Todd Lebo, uh, they're, and Adam on the board, they are three of the finest talents in this town, if not the finest. And, and I say that. I say that without any prejudice because Saran, when I first worked with him in 1994, I told him, I said, you're going to be national in scope. And, I, and coming from Syracuse, he was yeah. classically trained. And he is national yeah. in scope. And so those three guys are, I mean, the guys I work with over there. But, I mean, Saran is a tremendous, tremendous talent. I can't say enough. Uh, and, he, and he works hard. He prepares like a lot of the people in this business yeah. don't do. Oh, yeah. Curtis, same way. Uh, and Todd, the same way. All three of those guys are just tremendous. And uh, so, I mean, I'm, I'm honored to work with them. They're, they're the three best in this town in, in sports trivia by far. I, I just, uh, if, if you catch me up to about 1975, I'm all right. Yeah. Then I stink. <laughs> all right. For the listeners out there, we'll get to food in just a second. I just want to, this just fascinates me, but I loved. So I moved to Kansas City in '86, mm-hmm. and then uh, 15. What year did 1510 Sports start? We started in '90 in September of '94. Okay, what's well, interesting? So that was a small independent radio station. Right. Basically, it sounded like it started in the back of a pickup truck. 
yes. or U-Haul van. Yes. You know, and I remember sure the did. day when the board caught on fire and you guys were yeah. off the air for a while. There was that. But, you know, it's just, it was interesting following that. I think it's kind of like following the show, watching and hearing and feeling the growing pains that they have. But right. it was pure Kansas City. Oh, it, it was, and it remains so. I mean, oh, yeah. it's locally yeah. owned. Yeah. Uh, Chad Boger does a tremendous job over there as the owner and president. And, of course, all the guys, they're tremendous talent all the way through out yeah. there. And Stephen St. John and Nate in the morning and Saran and, and Jason Ander. I mean, the, the talent there is just, I, I think it's as good as any in the country. Okay. And, and I'm not saying yeah. that just because I work there one hour a week. So yeah. I, I don't exactly overextend myself, but they, uh, they're as good as anybody in the country, period. All right. So um, I've got a couple of food questions um, that we'll get to in just uh-huh. a second or next. But for the listeners out there, if there's any random, this is kind of a modified version of open calls. If there is an old restaurant or even a bar that you miss from the 70s or 80s, now would be a good time to call in, and if you want me to do a show on it, call in with a story. And if you have a question, there's a good chance Peter's going to know what you're talking about. Good chance. Uh, if it was a bar, I was in there. All right. Uh, so Mike <laughs> Murphy, um, so did you ever go out with Mike Murphy? Uh, too many times. Too many times. What was that like, and uh, where would well, you go? Well, we used to go to Eddie's, believe it or not, and have a cocktail there. We, okay. We had cocktails all over the town. He and uh, Leonard Dawson and Bill Grigsby. So, uh, Are you talking about Eddie's Lounge? Yeah. Or Eddie's? Okay. And so the that's four going of back us would go in there, and uh, it, it was quite an experience. But I mean, we're talking about number one. What am I doing with these three guys? Yeah, because I mean, th- those three were absolute legends. But I really thoroughly enjoyed it. I, yeah, I did a lot of cocktailing with Murph, <laughs> and uh, and a lot of cocktailing with Grig. So I mean, and Lenny, not so much. But I mean, Leonard was a good friend, and and uh, so I mean, uh, I'm going to say times were different back then. But you know what? Probably not. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, times are still good. This town has gotten to be so great now that, I mean, you know, back then it wasn't what it is now. This town is a goer. I mean, yeah. I don't know how else you say it, but, man, it, it's going. So, I mean, yeah, those guys, we w- I went out a lot with them and had a, had some great times, and sometimes I don't remember, to be yeah. honest Well, with yeah. You. Well, those were different times. Well, I was trying to outdrink Scotland, and it didn't work. <laughs> it did not work. Who, what, out of that group, who was the one that needed to hear the voice of reason that you had to hold them back? Uh, Murphy. Murphy? Oh, yeah, going away. Oh, yeah. gosh, that's oh, fine. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I loved hearing him. I mean, he would hint at it a little bit, and you would, I would hear, you would hear stories about yeah. it, you know, about him going out and just being legendary. And No, he, I mean, he liked his whiskey. I'm not going to say he didn't because he did. <laughs> and, uh, and, yes, he was – he was, he was a tough critter to hold back on time. So can you think of any bars or lounges um, back then um, that you guys really missed from the 70s? That Well, I miss, personally, I miss the Bristol down in the plaza. Okay. Uh, Why is that? I put all their bartenders through college. They're, they're <laughs> kids, I'll tell you that. I, the Bristol was just special. Uh, and, and, and the new Stanley in Westport. Okay. Those two places... I did not leave those hardly. I mean, and there were a lot of great saloons in Kansas City. You know, out south there were, too. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I, I the New Stanley and the Bristol were my two favorites going away. The New Stanley, I don't know, will ever could ever be replaced in this town for a, just an outright saloon. Mm-hmm. They didn't, they didn't serve, you didn't have to serve uh, 
uh, food back then. So, I mean, it was all, it was all whiskey and beer and, you know, and drinks, good God, they got, the drinks got up to a dollar ten. But oh, I mean, those, rough. those two were my personal favorites in the seventies. Okay. The so back then when you guys would go out, were there, did you ever take any celebrities with you that came into town or is it just you guys as a private group? Oh, those guys, those guys, all three of those guys were pretty much celebrity enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, oh, yeah, but, I mean, I remember, well, we took uh, Vic Tayback from Alice. Uh, he came to town, and he was a good guy. And, and there were there were a bunch of them that came to town, and, and they, were, they were friends of Murphy's, and we went out. But, I mean, really, they a lot of them weren't here to drink. Yeah. You know, not like us. Well, I've got a random name. So for the listeners, when I have guests on my show, I don't talk to them ahead of time because uh-huh. I don't want it. It takes away the spontaneity of it. So every once in a while I ask a question that, that the guest, that you'll, you'll probably look at me like, what? How about Tiny Tim? Tiny Did you Tim, ever meet him? I only got to meet him one time, and that was at the Playboy Club. Oh, really? Yeah, and I only got to meet him once, and he wouldn't know me from uh, yeah. his wife, who he divorced here in Kansas City. Uh that but was a big deal when he got married, wasn't it? That was a big deal when he got married. It was on television. Yeah, it was that was on, on Johnny t- Carson, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. I and, about uh, that. And he got divorced somebody. here okay. in Kansas City during the NEIA tournament. And uh, he always carried his ukulele, well, ukulele yeah. around. And he and Murphy were pals. Oh, yeah. No, that's why I asked. Yeah, because but I mean, I wasn't, I, I wasn't a good pal of his, but I did get to hear him sing Tiptoe Through the Tulips oh, yeah. several times. Well, so. Mike Murphy would have Tiny Tim on his show mm-hmm. pretty often. Right. I mean, not as often as Marilyn May. Oh, but, no. Well, he, I mean, Marilyn May, you and I have talked about her off yeah. the uh, Marilyn May is an utter classic. Yeah. I mean, oh, you nothing, met her once, didn't you? Oh, I met weren't her. You, weren't you her agent for a little well, bit? I was her agent for five hours. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, it was over at Murphy's house. It was on a New Year's Eve, and she didn't have a manager, so she hired me, and about a half a bottle of scotch, and five hours later, I got fired. Because I couldn't handle the job, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, she was. I just think the world of her, and and she is so. Man, as she sings, everyone here kind of step to the rear. I'm I'm on my knees because uh, I mean she is just. And, and you read the New York Times, Robert, and she is just uh, an utter legend in oh, New York. When um when she went um had her um, Carnegie Hall debut. Uh-huh. A couple months ago, the, the New York Times did a half-page article on her. And I mean, well, was, they should. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Listen to that. Well, she, I mean, she, she is. You know, you talk about legends, and the, the guys I talked about are legends. Yeah. She's a national legend. Oh yeah. I mean, she uh, would be, and still a beautiful voice at what ninety something. Ninety five. Oh, for guy's sakes! I mean, that's that's incredible, and she's still a beautiful woman yeah. too. Yeah, she did so, a I mean, two-and-a-half-hour concert at Carnegie oh, Hall. Oh, man. I mean, and I just, uh, her voice, I just love. And some of her songs are just from the, and especially Cabaret. She does Cabaret better than, well, uh, I can't even remember who was in the show. Uh, Liza Minnelli sang Cabaret. She couldn't touch Marilyn May. Couldn't touch her. Not with that song. Huh? Oh. Well, when, um, when she was on my show for about a half hour, yeah. and she's so next time she comes back to Kansas City, she said she's going to come sit down and, and she, do the show I with mean, me. She is such, and, and she, you're right, she's a lovely person. She, will she remember you? Should I bring up oh, your name? She she might. I mean, she knows a lot of people. Yeah. So if she doesn't, well, I mean, remember she couldn't me, have had that many managers. I don't so. think she remembers me firing me. <laughs> uh, she, I, she might remember hiring me because Marilyn didn't drink. So I mean, I, I did. So there was a difference, but. Uh, but I know one thing. I knew her well enough to know that uh, to these to know she was just an utter yeah. legend. 
All right, before I start getting nasty texts about talking about food, um, Boots and Coats. Uh-huh. Do you remember that place? Uh, I remember it well. And one of the, I think his name was Al that owned the place. Or uh, the Boots and Coats was outstanding. For well, you know what's fried funny? Boots, I, what's fried chicken? The reason I have that fried chicken song on my mm-hmm. my opening bumper is that that comes up more often than any other food category. Yeah. And then it's on um, Boots and Coats has come up a couple times. Sure. But I would ask my to give me a story, and nobody remembers anything about Boots and Coats other than they absolutely loved it. There were times when I went in there when I didn't remember when I was in there. But yeah. I mean, because I mean, that was after cocktails. But I don't really have any stories about it, just but how good it was. Yeah. I, I don't think there was a lot of shenanigans in there. Yeah. No, I, I'm sure some husbands were in there without their wives. Yeah. But uh, uh, I, no, I Boots and Coats and Strouds and those places. Uh, Boots and Coats was just a, a, a classic place to eat, and yeah. I was very sad when it closed. Yeah. You know, fried chicken is one of those things that I think we're most. We look back romantically and say it, it's nothing like that anymore. No. Well, we had a place in KCK called Mrs. Peters. Yep, that's come up before. Oh, now, I'm trying – okay, listeners out there, if you know anybody from Mrs. Peters Fried Chicken or from Boots and Coats, mm-hmm. it could be somebody that worked there. It could be somebody whose grandpa or parents or aunt and mm-hmm. uncle owned the restaurants. If you worked there and have some stories, shoot me an email. My personal email address – I'm actually giving this out – is Robert – at makethemsmile.com. And um, I, want, I want to talk to you a little bit, maybe get you, or you can help me find somebody to put on the show. Because the way, the way to honor these restaurants is to tell their story, mm-hmm. you know, keep their stories alive. Yeah. And I, I want to hear that. Well, of course, so, Stroud's was a classic for younger people as myself back then. I was younger then, believe it or not. Stroud's was for you, the younger crowd. Yeah. Tremendous reputation. Uh, and if you wanted catfish... You went right to Romanelli's. Okay. Uh, God, when they closed, I died a death because they had their 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 catfish was just out of this world. Really? What else did they do at Romanelli's? Oh, they did. Uh, they did some Italian food. But I mean, I I, I never went there without the the mere the thought of getting um, of getting catfish. You know, um, somebody this week asked me about um, how come I don't do a show on catfish. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, nobody's ever really brought up catfish sad, on my show. Too, and listen to you. there were some good places here in town. So who else did you like well, for catfish? you know what? I, I'm really not. I went so much to Romanelli's, Robert, that I really yeah. can't remember Well, a how lot could of you places. not? I mean, you find a place that masters yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, right. And, and they, you know, I mean, I, was, I lived close to where they were. They were on Warren Road. And, uh, and I just, the catfish there was just non-peril. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So, what about what was it about Mrs. Peters fried chicken? Mrs. Peters didn't what even have a, remember that. They didn't even have a liquor license, so I mean, it wasn't the booze. Yeah. It was just the chicken, the the normal. I mean, the the, the soul food type deal. Yeah. And uh, the I mean, you know, it was just chicken. You and you went to Mrs. Peters for chicken. You didn't really go for anything else, but you could get a good. It was a good home cooked meal, kind of like Ruby's was over. Okay. On, uh, my, my, I was getting ready to ask you about Ruby's yeah, because Ruby's. it's. Ruby's was special. Uh, Talk to me about Ruby because Ruby's is. I want to do a whole show on Ruby's. You could, and I'm getting nowhere on finding anybody with any connection. Well, I'll tell you this much: uh, Dan Donovan and Pam Whiting, who were my partners, or I, I was lucky enough to be their partner over at KLSI Radio for the entire decade of the '80s. We used to go over there and eat after the show. And Ruby's, if you didn't go in there with an appetite, don't go. Just, just stay out. Because she's going to, and she's not, 
She doesn't, it wasn't celebrities. It was just anybody that walked in there, they felt like they were part of the crew. And it was, it was just, I think it was on Truist, if I'm not mistaken. And it was just the, it was the greatest soul food in the entire world. Uh, and Ruby was a lovely, lovely person. I don't even know if Rudy's still alive. Ruby's you know, I, I alive. don't know either. You know, I don't I've, either, I've heard stories. You know. I sure would like to have somebody now. Now, my friend Pam Whiting is is still around, and she might know. She might know something about Ruby's because she was, she was, she was a big fan. Okay, well, I'll ask. I'll ask Pam. Yeah, well, let's do some. Okay, yeah. so for if you're late tuning in, my guest today is Peter Yates Enoch. Um, started one of the first sport local sports talk radios in Kansas City back in 1974, I think, mm-hmm. back then. He's gone on to do quite a few other things. He's still on the radio once in a while. With, I've been with, fired a lot of places. <laughs> yeah, that comes with the business. Yes, it he's does. been on the show with uh, uh, Saran Petro on Stump mm-hmm. the Chumps. Yeah. But he's quite the character. He's got, he knows a lot of stories. And we are, um, we're going to take a real quick break okay. and then... Um, I want to talk about rubies, and we'll start taking some of the calls on there. Okay, on that. But um, so, for if you've if you have a random question about some old restaurant or other bar back in the day, now would be a great time to go ahead and call in at nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight, or you can text to that same number. And um, Rocco is um, pretty amazing, but be patient when you call in. We actually have seven different phone lines coming in, so and just one Rocco. So when you call in, let it ring. If you love food and want to become a part of the process, be sure to follow Best Regards Bakery and Cafe. And the best way to do that is to sign up for my email. Go to makethemsmile.com. Top left-hand corner, sign up for the email newsletter. I send it out once or twice a week. I fill you in on what's going on on the radio show and then what's going on at the bakery. And if you've been putting off going to Best Regards Bakery and Cafe, now's the time. If we've learned anything on this show over the last 26 weeks is that you don't take anything or anyone for granted. So come out and see us. We're finally in the hardcore tomato season with plenty of locally grown tomatoes. I get two to 300 pounds uh, with each delivery, and these are real honest-to-goodness tomatoes. That, I'll tell you a funny story. So Thursday, just on a whim, I did a Facebook post asking what else you wanted to celebrate tomato season. Because right now our best sellers, we sell uh, tons of the BLTs with six thick-cut slices of Berkshire bacon and then locally grown tomatoes on our sourdough bread. We we'll also do the turkey clubs and then the gazpacho. So I asked for ideas. Here's the crazy thing. So over the course of the next five, six hours, we got over 1,000 points of feedback from people here in Kansas City on tomatoes. So the end result is we're going to have our first annual Best Regards Tomato Festival starting next week. So we're going to add probably four or five new menu items that were definitely as a result of the feedback that we got. So you want to want to sign up for the email and follow us on Facebook as well. Just look for Best Regards Bakery and Cafe. And then lastly, before we get back to the calls, Best Regards is your number one bakery for sweet treats. And our top three right now are Carrie's Lemon Bars, our Quarter Pound Cranberry Orange Cookies, and our Key Lime Pound Cake that's made with real key lime juice that we fry up, uh, fly up from Miami. Mm. So, you know, we make everything from scratch and Pete. Sherry, my wife, put together a little gift box over here, samples of a few of the things. That's awfully nice. I'll tell you, when you said BLT, I stopped because I've got to get out there and have that. Have you ever – there's a place up north um, that's called uh, Paradise Locker Meats. It's up in Trimble. Yeah. That's the only place you can get this Berkshire bacon. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So you remember when you were young – well, when we were both younger, if you knew somebody that owned a farm – they had they if they raised hogs just for their own use, those black hogs with the white feet, those are Berkshire. And so they had the, uh, they could raise themselves, nice so temperament. They're raised around here. Yes, they're all Very raised in the good. Midwest. 
Now, what happened was the Berkshires disappeared when the factories took over because they don't like being pinned up and they don't grow fast. Well, they don't blend it like me. Yeah, yeah. So, so they switched over the the factory hogs, you know, to get bacon. Right. But, uh, but at Paradise, this bacon tastes like it did when we were when I we got were there. I'm going to go out and have oh, one because it used to remind me of a place called Kenny's Newsroom, which was down on Main Street back in the old days. They served one hell of a BLT, mm. but I got a feeling yours is a lot better. Well, well, you know, I mean, great food isn't something with 50 ingredients and three oh, sauces. No, oh, no, no. I mean, it's just. No, yours, I'm, my mouth's watering uh, uh, right uh, now thinking back. about All right, BLT. so Rocco, let's go and go to line one with Jason. Jason, what do you have for us? Hey, guys, I know it's Kansas City food memories, um, and I've been here for about 10 years now. But what? I grew up in a small, small town in western Kansas called Dighton. And back in the 80s and 90s, my family ran the Bowling Alley Diner there. And we used to cook. We'd have hunters come in, and we would cook the pheasants and the, the quail that they would bring in. We'd clean them and cook them however they wanted them. And we had our older crowd that would come in. And when we moved out here, my wife went to the one of the local restaurants, and she ordered fresh side. And the waitress looked, and, well, what's that? They had no idea. And, well, fresh side is basically uncured bacon that you bread and fry. Okay. And we grew up with that kind of stuff. And you're talking about the fried chicken and all that. And I remember so many days and so many nights of frying pheasant and quail and and just – my mom used to make the cinnamon rolls, and they were about mm. 10 inches wide. Mm. But it just it, – it brings back memories. I listen to you guys every Saturday, and I, like I said, it brings back memories. And I know it's not Kansas City, but oh, no, it's, I thought I'd like to get in. Oh, yeah. Well, it's you, – you telling that story reminds me, there used to be restaurants in town that you could take fresh game to, mm-hmm. turkey. And, well, food's and, universal. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, there's no – Really? Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there's um, – I think Ruby's uh, used to do that because I, I read a story that somebody would bring their – pheasant or something else in there. Well, she, it didn't she'd surprise that me. Up. Ruby's was a, it was a classic. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, yeah, J- Jason. Excellent. Yeah, Jason, thank you for calling in. Shoot me an email if you have any other stories you want to share. Will do. Thank you uh, so much, All right. Guys. Thank you, Jason. Yeah. So, uh, so um, Pete, uh, let's go. Let's get back to uh, Ruby's. Mm-hmm. So help help me tell the story on why we deserve to do sh- a show on Ruby's. Because it was merely and perhaps I... I can't define this entirely, but it was the finest soul food place <laughs> in the United States. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that right now. But, I mean, like you said, every day was a different meat. Every day was a different souffle. Every day was a different – I mean, and and all – everything was cooked in Ruby's Kitchen from scratch. Yeah. So, I mean, and when you ordered your meal – Ruby would bring out, you didn't get it really on a plate so much as you got it in a bowl and it came out to your, so I mean, it was a buffet, yet it wasn't a buffet, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, oh, sure. If that makes sense. Yeah. And Ruby was always there. She was the sweetest, kindest lady. And boy, you talk about a cross section of people that went down there. And if you didn't get there, like I said, I'm pretty sure, I'm almost positive it was on Truce. If you didn't get there at 11 o'clock, well, you're waiting, pal. Yeah. Because I mean, the people people came from everywhere. You'd see Charlie Wheeler in there, the mayor. You'd see my buddy Jack Reardon in there, who's the mayor of KCK. You'd see politicians. You'd see athletes. You'd see. Oh yeah. Everybody was in there. Well, you know, I've, I've heard that the law enforcement loved that restaurant. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Or the cheese they did. players love yep. the restaurant. Yeah. Somebody told me a story. I can't share the whole story on the air because I, well, I need to find out if it's true. 
But uh, he was telling me that there was one time somebody tried to rob the the restaurant, mm-hmm. and that the law enforcement came out and said, um, "Ruby Duck." And so she dropped to the floor, and then they took care of the people robbing the place. That doesn't surprise me a bit. <laughs> no, you're right. There were a lot of policemen, a lot of our finest yeah. in there. And just like, uh, like I said, every, just jocks, athletes, just everybody, yeah. everybody loved rubies. All right. So uh, we're going to take a call, but after the call, I'm going to go back to talk about rubies okay. and see if we can list a few names, some kind of people that were connected with it. Maybe somebody will know those people if they're still around to get the story because somebody like, like, like Ruby needs to have her story told. Oh, absolutely. But you're probably, I'll be honest with you, you're probably talking to the wrong guy about Ruby's. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I mean, because well, I, well, I, I, just, I, need I, a, I just need a lead. You yeah. know, if, if you just mention well, one or I'll two names. Pam, Pam Whiting would be a tremendous, would be a good lead. All right. Because, so everybody out there, if you know Pam Whiting. Oh, she's some one of the kind of finest connection. people that ever lived. You, you'll be shocked at, at what we what comes of this. She is one of the finest. Uh, I, she was, I was, I was lucky to be her partner for 10 years on the radio and, you won't find a finer person, period. All right. Okay, so Rocco, let's go and go to line two with Michael. Michael, what do you have for us? Hey, how's it going this morning? Fantastic. Great. I wanted to bring up a cool old bar. It was called Tom and Jerry's. It's in Grandview on Blue Ridge Boulevard. And what what time frame was this? During the 80s, all through the 80s. It probably closed in about 1990. And uh, it was a really cool bar. Yeah, a lot of the, the all talk about all star wrestling. My grandpa owned the place, <laughs> Dwight. But uh, a lot of the all star wrestling guys hung out there during the '80s. But especially the Viking. I don't know if you remember him. Sure. Yeah, that was his place. So when I was a little kid, I'd go up there a lot with my mom, visiting my grandpa and stuff. And anyway, I'd meet those those wrestlers in there. Oh, your grandpa was the Viking? No. No, no, my grandpa owned Tom and Jerry's. Okay. The Viking was, uh, that was the place he loved to hang out. Oh, I got you. There was a circuit back then, and the Viking was in the circuit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, well, Mike. I just wanted to. Well, Michael, thank you for sharing that with you. So Sounds like a great place. Yeah. I, my, I'll be honest with you. I, I never made it down that far because I, I shouldn't be driving <laughs> after I go to Tom and Jerry's. <laughs> Sounds like a great place, though. So. Yeah, for that kind of entertainment. Is you Tom need and Jerry still still there? No, he no, said to- no it's, it, it's been gone a long time, but it was a cool place. God it was bless pretty it. big. Yep. Uh, had a lot of live bands and stuff. That's yep. what this show's for. <laughs> yeah, well, thank thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. Hey, Pete, so like the All-Star Wrestling Circuit, mm-hmm. so I know it included Kansas City and Wichita because that's where I was from. Mm-hmm. Where else did it go, the local big circuit? Big in Iowa. I, Omaha Iowa, and Des Moines? Yeah, it was big in Iowa, Okay, uh, big in KCK. Okay. Uh, I mean, it was huge in Kansas City, Kansas. Memorial, Memorial Hall over there was huge. Geigel, Rufus, Bob Myers out of, out of St. Joe. Uh, the Sheik, the Viking. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it oh, was yeah. a circuit, and they were all in it. Uh, Bobo Brazil. Oh yeah, it was. It was all, and and they were. Uh, boy, they packed them. Oh, you know, they it's almost embarrassing them. how how easy those names come back to you, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, I they mean, were fifty years ago. Yeah, and and they were, and you know, and all of them, and uh, all of them were pretty darn nice guys. Yeah. Yeah. You get no, nothing like the persona. No, 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 yeah. no. It was I mean, entertainment. Bob Geigel was probably one of the nicest people you'd ever meet. Huh. 
That's no, cool. All right. Okay, um, Rocco, let's go to line one because we have a caller that, that wants to talk about rubies. Chris, what do you have for us? Well, I went to rubies many, many, many times for probably 25 or 30 years almost. Um, it was the real location was at Truman Road in Brooklyn. Okay, I'm sorry, dear. You're right. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, Truman Road in Brooklyn. It was just a little bitty place. And every day was like Thanksgiving and Christmas and Sunday at your grandma's. They had She made everything every day. And I think, and I could be incorrect about this, but I think a couple of her sisters worked with her. Okay. And they were just a bunch of grandma ladies that made grandma food every single day. Every day they made turkey. Every day they made a ham. Every day they made roast beef, chicken and noodles, you name it, fried chicken, every day. And, um, well, Chris, do you agree that we need to do a whole show just on rubies? Oh, I think people would come out of the woodwork if you did. I think Chris you know, gave it about it, as good a rundown as you're going to. I mean, you do an excellent job of uh, tracing rubies. All right. Well, and I, every, and she had rules there, and they oh, were yeah. posted all over the walls about I've, what I've the heard rules about the were. Rules. Yeah. And if you if you were a man and you left the toilet seat up, <laughs> that would be enough for you to get kicked out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I heard and she didn't she didn't suffer people sassing her. No, if you no. broke one of her many rules that were posted everywhere, then then you would just have to leave, whether you'd had your food, whatever. <laughs> Well, that's okay, you know. Chris. Um, if you have a pencil and paper, uh, I would mm-hmm. this is my email address, Robert at mm-hmm. makethemsmile.com. So shoot okay. me an email, or if you happen to be in Overland Park uh, near 119th Metcalf, stop by the bakery. I want to sit down and talk to you for a little bit. Well, what's the name of your bakery? The, the name of the bakery is Best Regards Bakery and Cafe. Oh, okay. Tell them where it is, Robert. Yeah, we're at 119th and Glenwood, which is two blocks east of Metcalf. Oh, yeah, I know right where that is. Yep. We're across the street okay. from Cheesecake Factory. Well, thank you, and I think it would be just great if you guys did a show oh, on rubies. I, I, it's it's probably my top three priorities of shows that I want to do, you know, but I want to get, I mean, it's the, the the urban core did a lot to create the food scene that we have today. Well, Chris, you sound mm-hmm. like a great foodie. Oh, yeah. Well, I... I'm. I love food, and I come from a foodie family. Good for you. Good for you. All right, Chris. Please well, contact me. Yeah, please contact me so we can make this happen. Mm-hmm. Bye. All right. Thank you. See, right. That's the guy. That's that's the perfect Kansas City person. Right Absolutely. There, Chris is. So, what else can you? Th- who else can you think of food wise, Pete? That that is like that. You know, they had character. They had people. You know, they had the Granny's stories. was a place that had had some characters. That was down on right a, a block. Buck west of Maine near the radio station, which would have been about 17th. Uh, there were, uh, oh, man, back then, there Annie Sam. I mean, I just think back about some of those places back there. Uh, uh, Michael Forbes over, you know, we give short shrift sometime to Waldo, but, boy, a great place there. Uh, Starkers down in the plaza, that was a place that, you, I mean, beautiful women in there. What else would you have? But uh, and I was just thinking the other day when you we were talking Meyerhoffs mm-hmm. down in, in Westport. But yep. I was thinking the other day about so you were talking about celebrities and everything. I was thinking about the Stadium Club out there when it was still open. Yeah, I'll never forget uh, Ewan Kaufman's wife Muriel. One time, and she liked her she liked her drinks, and uh, no 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 kidding about that. And she was a lovely lady from Canada, both of them. But, I mean, one time we were out at the stadium club, and I was standing there, and, and uh, 
Muriel Kaufman evidently mistaken me for a hall tree, and she hung her big fur coat on my head and just let it hang there. Well, were you, were you asleep? No, I was, I was standing <laughs> behind her, and you know how some people, they oh, just yeah. kind of look yeah. by, and she didn't even look behind. She just grabbed her coat, and, and she hung it <laughs> over my head. And I was thinking, man, that, I, mean, I, I don't know why, why that story was brought up, but I'll, uh, I'll never forget about that as long as I live, you, that the human hall tree. You probably have the most unique resume of any individual I've ever met. Pretty strange. I was vice president of the First National Bank in Denver for <laughs> really several years, yeah, and then went into radio business out in Denver. But, uh, yeah, I had a pretty I – didn't, I didn't study broadcasting in, at uh, – KU or K-State, where I graduated from, but I, uh, I've i been lucky. I've had some good jobs. I didn't have to work too damn hard. All right, so i got a couple questions here online um, that somebody wants me to ask you. Did you know Bill Kirsten, the announcer for All-Star Wrestling? I I, I, I met him once, but I didn't, I didn't know him well, no. But I know that he was a, he was another classic. Okay. A legend. Oh, yeah. yeah. he was. Well, that, and I, he was a legend in St. Joe, and he was a legend in Kansas City. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, traveling with that circuit. Oh, he it, was he was big timer. Okay, somebody just asked me a question about boots and coats. Do uh-huh. you remember? Was that the restaurant, uh, eighty somewhere around a second state line that did wild meats like elk and deer? No, that was uh, the the boots and coats was That's on one hundred third. One hundred third. Yeah. Yeah. So, what restaurant would be near eighty second and state line that did wild? Well, meats? They did wild meat. Uh, Murphy was there. Okay. Maybe he was being served. I don't know. All right. Okay. So, listeners out there, what was the restaurant? That was about 82nd and state line that would serve wild meats like elk and deer. Well, then wasn't that Bitch Costello's greenhouse was over on Ward that was, Parkway? That was, that was about 82nd and Ward Parkway. Yeah, not and, state and line. what'd they say? Um, um, they say 82nd and state line. State line. All right, so listeners, if you know what that is, go ahead and shoot yeah, that please. message into the text line. Yeah. And that's why you want to sign up for my email because I'll fill in some of the gaps. I've got quite a few um, texts on here that I won't take the time to read right now. But somebody's got a lead on uh, Mrs. Peter's uh, chicken. Uh-huh. Maybe somebody who uh, used to manage that. But that's the kind of thing that I need. Is um, oh sure you do. I mean, the, you got Miss Peter's was outstanding. Oh yeah, you know. But if I can find a manager, uh, do you remember the Gold Buffet? Oh sure. You know, so yeah. I have uh, the Sun over on Twelfth Street, um, I believe, uh, and uh, up in North Kansas City. On yeah, 12th. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you, know, you could eat for two dollars. Yeah. Do you know how many people that could hold? Probably a thousand. Two thousand. Was it two thousand? Uh, and, and they used to get big, I mean, a lot of big crowds there. And the North had some good places to eat, too. Sometimes we sell the North short. All right. But the North had some good places. Okay. This is the power of Kansas City. So I just asked that question about 40 seconds ago about the restaurant, a second start line. Uh-huh. Jasper just sent me, Jasper Robley just uh-huh. sent me a text. That was Charlie's Lodge. It oh, was, um, know. I, yeah, I, Char- Charlie Penner. I had didn't. That uh, that's one slip that by me, but in. Jasper sure didn't slip by me. Oh, yeah. Jasper's yeah. Jasper's another one of the all-time classics in oh. Kansas City. Oh, uh, he knows everybody. He, well, he knows everybody, tradition. and he makes the great. I mean, his food is now. You talk about Murphy. One of Murphy's favorites, Jasper. Anything Jasper had to do with Murphy was there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, Murphy I'm, was a big fan. You know, I I may just have to do a show, just uh, uh, kind of just a show talking about Mike Murphy. Well, so, I think you could. Yeah, I don't think there's totally. any doubt about it. Oh, he no, still has a lot of fans a, here. Oh, yeah. They might be in the twilight of their career, yeah. which I'm one. Yeah, but, you but know. But, we'll boy, get... I'll tell you, Murphy Murphy was one of the most popular disc jockeys in the Midwest. Uh, you know, he touched so many lives. Oh, yeah. You know, we talk yeah. about what's special We'll do here. a Murphy show with Marilyn. Oh. She'll oh. do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, she, she told me Murphy story about it. Murphy were great yeah. friends. Oh, yeah. 
But you know what's interesting is that we talk about what's different about Kansas City. Uh-huh. It's um I remember when um Mike Murphy signed a huge contract yeah, to go to St. Louis. St. Louis. And that lasted a year. Didn't even last that long. No, it didn't. I don't mean to correct you, but it didn't yeah, even oh, last no. that long. And and that was KMOX. And he was following one of the all time classics over there. And that hurt. And Mike Mike was a Kansas City guy. Born I mean, not born and bred, born and bred in Iowa. But he was Kansas City. He was ours. He wasn't St. Louis. And and uh, so, I mean, it just didn't work out over there. KMOX was a huge station and a huge sports station. Mike wasn't real big on sports. So, I mean, anyway, and he came back and took his place at the top, yeah. at the top oh, of yeah. the heap again. Yeah. So. But I love Okay. Uh, what is happening today is exactly what I thought would happen with you being here. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of random. We're not focused. Uh, the text line is blowing up. So I've got uh, somebody just said that they went to they used to eat at Charlie's Lodge at least once a month. Sounds so we, great. So we figured that one. Somebody told me. Well, hold on before I ask this because I know you're going to go off on a tangent. So um, you know, somebody uh, somebody used to work at Ken Baker's, which is great. Uh, people are mis- uh, mentioning Whiskey Rivers and Red Bridge. Yeah. All right. So somebody told me to ask you um, about your connection to Patty Hearst. <laughs> well, Billy. <laughs> Billy uh, Harris was the guy that kidnapped Patty Hearst. Billy Harris was a roommate of mine in Colorado. Uh, we lived together in Estes Park, Colorado. He lived in the same little small dirty complex that I lived in. But William and Emily Harris, Billy was a, a friend, a, a good, a, yeah, he was a good friend of mine for the summers. And of course, then he went to hate Ashbury and got lost out there. But Billy Harris, uh, when I, you know, when I heard about Patty Hearst being being kidnapped by the uh, Symbionese Liberation Army, uh, the guy said William Harris. I said, no, no. And then he said Billy Harris. I said, oh, boy. So Billy and Emily Harris, his wife at the time, Billy was a good friend of mine, and yeah, he kidnapped Patty Hearst. <laughs> <laughs> and he was one, He was in Essence Park. Essence Park, we had uh, some characters out there. Uh-huh. I mean, some, it was the crossroads of the country. You were either going to California or you were going back east. Lake Geneva or someplace like that, and boy, we had some characters there. Whew. And then well, Billy I'm Harris seeing, was I'm one. I'm seeing of them. a trend. Anywhere you go, there's characters. Well, I like characters. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like them a lot. Yeah, and, and, uh, I mean, this. I don't know. My whole life's been predicated around characters. All right, so I'm going to put you on the spot, but you're uh, a professional here. So give me at least one, maybe two more restaurants from back in the '70s and '80s that we need to memorialize and do a show about. I mean, Ruby's we're definitely going to do. Mm-hmm. Boots and Coats, I hope to get somebody on there. You started the – relit the fire about Mrs. Peter's Fried Chicken. Well, I think downtown, I think you got to talk a little bit about the Rusty Scupper. That was a good place. Uh, it was right there, I think, where Denny's is now or where Denny's was. But, okay. Uh, I think uh, that Pete Carter's Cock and Bull was a good place too. And, of course, back then, Murphy had his show, and I went down pretty much to, to the Hereford House when it was downtown. So that was a great one. Down the Italian original. Gardens was yeah. a good place to go. Uh, you know, Nichols Lunch. Uh, I, I'm really off the top right here, but uh, Meyerhoff's, as we talked about previously. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, as, a, as far as an upscale place, Peppercorn Duck Club was good. Trader Vicks, uh, you know, I'm bringing back yeah. some names. So, right if you're going to go out to lunch, so no partying or partaking of of drinks were involved, where would you go to lunch? Where Just would I go to lunch? Yeah, 
With, with back then, rubies, rubies. Uh huh. Yeah, that's why I got to do. That. And I'll, I got to say one thing today. It's been around twenty five years, but I, I'm I'm personally I'm personally very prejudiced for it. Is Jazz Restaurant here? In yeah, I was going to ask you about. Oh, that. Jazz is Jazz is without par. I how, mean, without how long peril. have they been around? Jazz has been around since twenty ninety four. Ninety four. Yeah, and Vic Allred's the owner there. One of the, my dearest friends. Jazz is one of the finest restaurants and was reward, has been rewarded and awarded as one of the finest Cajun restaurants in the country, and that includes New Orleans. Yeah. So Jazz is a wonderful, wonderful yeah. place to go. I, I'm surely glad we touched on that because I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about Jazz. It's just, well, I'm, I'm heading from here down there. Yeah. So, so, so the first one, was that over there first on Rainbow? First one was across from the Bed Center. Yeah, on Rainbow. Uh, and then uh, it's, it's out at How the How hard the was that when now. they started off? Was that a hard? Well, thing? Jimmy's Jigger's old place, so they had a pretty good, pretty good audience built in. Jimmy's Jigger, okay. talk about characters, man. There were characters there galore in the Kansas City, Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri Police Departments too. But uh, jazz, jazz started out good, hit the ground running, and has never stopped. Yeah, it's the greatest restaurant. I I'm pretty prejudiced toward it, but it's the greatest restaurant that I go to. Huh. Well, good. Well, yeah. So for the listeners out there. Um, we're running. We only got a few minutes left today, so if you want to squeeze in a call or if you want to send in the text, and if you're worried about whether if I don't read your text on the line, I print these off and I save mm-hmm. these uh, for future reference. So your voice is being heard, whether I uh, read it on the air or not. And sometimes I go back and look at the old ones to say, okay, I want to do a show on Romanelli's, and yeah. I seem to remember somebody mentioned yeah, that once. Yeah. And so well, I'll the, look forward to your shows in the future because oh. I, I think I think you're doing a great job here and. And I think it's going to. I think it's only going to expand. Yeah. Well, when I talked to you about coming on the show, I told you don't go back and listen to the podcast because I didn't want you to change your mind about coming no, on the I, show. No, my, my like <laughs> I said, my lovely, my lovely, lovely stepdaughter <coughs> told me this is the show. When she tells me to do something, I do it. Yeah. And she's uh, pretty excited about the. Idea she of you was coming fired on the show. up about it. She loves this show, and and she's a foodie. And she knows her food back and forth, so she loves this show. And I, I know you've got a, a big fan there. Well, it, it's you know it, this is a lot of fun because I don't really know where it's going to go every day. Yeah, I don't book the show out too far because if I get, you know, if I if I book somebody out, say the next six weeks, and then something comes up like today, like uh, rubies. Yeah, I mean to me, rubies is like my priority. Well, if we, if we, if we can find something, I, I want to jump on well, that. You better because. It was a it was a legend. It was that's you know I've said that a lot today. But the thing is though, we've had some legendary things in this town. Oh, Why not talk about them? Yeah, that you know it's that's what's really fascinating about this. There's people from out of town that come you don't here. Don't find tell that in Denver, about. Robert. I lived in Denver. You don't find it really. There. No. You know what? It what is it? Do you think makes the difference? Kansas City. Yeah, it's just a good old small town. It's yeah. a small town, big town. Characters come and they stay. Denver, if you're a character, you leave right away. I don't know what it is, but this this town right here is, is as good as it gets for the people. Yeah. And I know you hear that a lot, but it's true. The people make this town. And if the people in this town were living in Denver, Denver would be a great place to live. But they don't. Well, you know, you go back and you hear stories, you know, about old Charlie Wheeler. Oh, uh, Charlie them, was a character. You know, it's just uh, – we. So many of these things start with well, you know, well, he was real. He was yep. quite the character. Oh yeah, and my buddy Jack Reardon. Oh yeah, was the mayor of Kansas City, Kansas, one of the finest people I ever met in my life. See, I mean, those would be good people because they know the inner workings of the city and oh yeah, and what's going on. Yeah, and, absolutely. I mean, yeah. that's what I said to top the show. I said, I, you know, it's sad that we've lost 
I mean, Mike Murray wasn't old when yeah. he died, and, and yeah. Walt Coffee certainly wasn't old. Yeah. They were two classic characters. Oh, another place you mentioned, Long Branch Saloon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you've yeah. been missing that today. Well, that was pla- cla- long, Walt Coffee. Yeah. I mean, he's just... The Long Branch was a tremendous place, and you and Walt was one of the all-time characters in this town. Uh, did that exist anywhere else, or was that strictly Kansas City? No, it was it was it was Kansas okay. City. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, who were the four part three or four people that were involved? Well, with that? Lou Pinella, I believe, was in it. Uh, the His Kansas, name was Kansas on City yeah. ball player and and the Yankees manager, and and uh, he had some other ones. But I mean, Walt Coffee was a tough. He was a tough character to overcome. I mean. He, he kind of over. If you were a character, he outcharactered you. So, and his lovely wife too. So, yeah, it was. He was. I miss him terribly. He was a wonderful guy. Just wonderful. Well, I would imagine that if 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 you're willing to come back someday, I can see um, us doing a couple different shows. I'll be more than happy to come back. I, I, lo- I love what you're doing here, and and my daughter will make me come back. Well, good. So. Well, I mean, this was fun. You know, oh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed you know, I, it. I think some uh, some people. Somebody, and I hope everybody out there gets your. If you don't have it, get your electricity back. Today. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people hurting out there. Yeah, so, they are. Um, I think a lot. There's going to be a lot of people listening to this as as a podcast. I hope the folks. I hope you get your electricity yeah. back. Cause I'm kind of old fashioned. Do you have I yours like electricity? Yet? No. Okay. Well, I hope you get yours. Well, I hope so too. Yeah, that was that was a brutal storm, but um, a lot it of people out there. I hope everybody's safe. Yeah. I mean, well, this we don't was, need my electricity. Be safe. Th- this was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I know this immensely. is going to be the first time you've heard this, but you're quite the character. Well, I, I enjoyed this show immensely, and and I think what you're doing here is great. And you know what? I'm not going down to jazz after this because I can go there anytime. <laughs> I'm going out to your joint, and that BLT has got me stymied now. I've got to have it. Well, fantastic. All right. Well, thank you very much, Pete. Okay, Robert. All right, so be sure to come by and see us at Best Regards Bakery and Cafe. We're at 119th and Glenwood in Overland Park. That's two blocks east of Metcalf, across from the Cheesecake Factory. We're right next door to Johnny's. Johnny's been there for about 40 years. We are um, open every day, every Saturday from 8 to 2, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. But don't forget the kitchen closes at 3 on weekdays. People often describe us as a home-style bakery and cafe that your grandmother or grandfather would absolutely love. Like a lot of restaurants that we talk about here on the show, Sherry and I are always there to visit with you and also hear your ideas or leads for a future story. Lastly, don't forget that this and all of our past shows are available worldwide on all podcast platforms. Just search for Kansas City Food Memories. And to, uh, Pete, thank you for coming in. Yes, you were sir, wonderful. my pleasure. And Rocco, great job on the boards. I really yeah, appreciate that. And thank you for listening. See you next week on Kansas at 10 a.m. This concludes this broadcast of Kansas City Food Memory.